is episode 133 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this podcast, we're going to continue a discussion we've been having about Hamas and the state of Israel and this conflict that's happening right now that's over the land and the possession of the land and who it belongs to, so on and so forth. And the dynamic that that's playing on the world stage. Now, we're vested into this narrative because this conflict is happening within the confines of the borders of the estate of Hebrew Israel. So, without any further ado, let's get right into this discussion. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. In our last podcast, we were getting into a discussion about the things that are taking place in what I call Disney Israel. Mm -hmm. The clashing between Hamas and the Palestinians and Israel. This has a historical narrative behind it. There isn't much difference except that in the world that we live in now, there is a higher visibility of availability to show the devastation that the Palestinians are bringing upon Israel. When Anwar Sadat was the leader of the Palestinian groups, Palestinians were clashing with Israel back in that particular day and time. When uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, I forget who it was now, I, I don't remember his name, but Anwar Sadat made this proclamation that the only way that the, this enmity between them and Israel was ever going to be resolved, it would have to be resolved by the Most High. He made that. He I made. Didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> he made. He made that proclamation. Okay. I'm not sure. Our young people. Our young people are just now because of social media and because of the broadcasting of things that go worldwide now that are much more um, profound than they were. Uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, the devastation is now more available and our young people are more uh, aware of it. Mm -hmm. Now, please understand me. I do not subscribe to the annihilation of any human beings 
by another human being. I don't subscribe to that particular kind of thing, particularly in this modern era. So what the Palestinians did by going in and shooting up and raping, beheading, killing children and children's parents in the in the uh, in the face of their parents um, was completely an inhuman an inhumane act and not an act in this modern era that speaks to a civilized race of people. Mm. With that being the case, we live in a nation where we have a melting pot of people. We have Palestinians that live in America. We have Aksanazi Jews that live in America. We have Muslims that live in America. We have every nationality of people that live in the United States of America. It's a melting pot of the nations. The United States of America has for as long as I have been in this world and I'm an octogenarian, have always supported the Israel, the nation of Israel. They have always done that. So there's nothing new. They are a people who are not us. When I say us, they're not a melanated people. When you look at us and you hear us, we proclaim that we are Hebrew Israelites right. after the order of our great, great ancestor, Abraham, and the 12 sons of Israel, mm -hmm. who were all melanated people. So true Israel is a melanated people who happen to not be in the land of Israel. Israel, yeah. By its borders, by its boundaries that are defined by scripture. That's right. We're not there. It's correct. So all of the devastation that's happening between these two groups of people have absolutely nothing to do with us. It's correct. So with that being the case, every person of color should be sitting on the sidelines and not saying anything at all pro or con that's going on between these two groups of people. Mm. Because the problem is, if you really don't know what's going on and what's happening, you're going to say the wrong thing and you're going to get yourself in trouble, such as been in the political climate 
Oh, yeah. Amongst the universities and people coming out and saying things in support of the Palestinians and why are they, you know, you're, you're killing Palestinians and Palestinian children, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Mm -hmm. And the only ones that should be saying anything at all are the Palestinians. And if, if we are going to be a humanitarian nation of people, we should be saying words that are germane to the, humani the humanitarian aspect of both sides. Mm. There should not be this devastation on one side and there shouldn't be this devastation on the other side. Now, I realize that in this particular instance that we're dealing with here, that they started it. The Palestinians started it. Well, did they? That's, a, that's another subject. Yeah. Correct. That is another subject. But when we look at what we're dealing with here, uh, from a person of color position, that's not our war. That's correct. It's not our war. But it's, it's happening in the territory of our land. That's the only thing that connects us to this issue. So define, define our land, define our land for our hearers. Okay, so in text, and, and, and our viewers are gonna have to forgive me for um, not giving you the, the street and um, address or chapter and verse like we like to call it, um, but the land uh, in a conversation and covenant between Avraham and Eye Asher Eye establishes the borders of our land, which is um, in our previous podcast I had mentioned uh, encompasses from the northeast coast of Africa or along the lines of the Vadi of Egypt, how it's written, uh, all the way up to modern-day Turkey going north and then um, also where our border is the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, and then also going all the way over to the Indian Ocean, which encapsulates the uh, uh, Middle Eastern uh, countries that are there, Iran, uh, Syria, all those, uh, Jordan, all those uh, areas. Because when you take a look at um, uh, our text, it says that there were certain tribes that occupied the eastern part of uh, eastern side of the, the Yarden. And then there were tribes that occupied the western side of the Yarden. I think Manasseh, Gad, and there was another one. Uh, forgive me um, for not uh, either Ruven or, or Simeon. One, one of the two um, lived uh, on the east side. So that is the landmass that we're talking about. And when we're talking about and referring to Disney Israel, we're talking about the state of Israel right now, the state which is occupies right across that, that sliver of land uh, closest to the Mediterranean Sea. And so, um, at least in regards to that particular issue, in 1948, uh, I don't know if many of you know, the Belfort Accords and the United States was very uh, integral in helping it, uh, basically the Zionists uh, take or establish the state or landmass or border of present-day Israel right now. But what you have in present-day Israel right now is a plethora of people, which is not systemic to text. It is not in line with text because we have, even though Hebrew Israel does allow within its borders the foreigner, it will not allow these other religions to be 
associated with it at the same time. If that is truly Israel, and that's truly the people that are in there, then why in the world is, what's in the world Christianity doing in there? What in the world is Islam doing in there? What are all these other religions doing in this particular land? And the Most High will not have that. Matter of fact, we have mitzvot that says anytime that you go into a place or you get ready to take back the land, you need to destroy all the asteroid poles and all these things that are, that are not germane to the Most High or systemic to the Most High. So we have evidence in text that, that, that proves that even the people that are occupying that land, the Most High wouldn't allow his... If that's his people to function and act the way they are, oh, absolutely, they not. would have been kicked out a long time oh, absolutely, ago. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are literally talking about this. It's it's like saying this for those of you that don't get the concept. It's like saying we live here in the westernized country of the United States. Okay, right. right. And we live in California. We know that the borders of the United States go from California all the way to Maine, all the way down to Florida, to Texas, to uh, the state of Washington. Those are our corners. But if someone talked about the United States, it would be like only talking about California. California, California, California. Well, California is not just the United States. The United States is a, a plethora of places. Right. And that's what I'm trying to make the correlation between the two is say, when they say Israel, you're talking about just a piece of land within the all-encompassing estate of, uh, that's, uh, that's been awarded to our people. Now, I want to make a point. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Come right? on. Because I'm not as well-versed as you are. Come on. I don't know of any land mass. Now, granted. You spoke about it in Yeshayahu, what is it, chapter number 43, that says, who was there in the beginning? Who can you compare me to? Right. You could compare me to no one. Right. Only the Most High has claimed to the land that he actually made, and that's the whole entire earth. But the, Israel, the, the, the landmass of Israel is the only landmass that I know of that has been deeded to a people. Right. There's no other place. And he's deeded to them. And he's deeded deeded it to them in perpetuity and told them, "This is my land. You can't sell it to anybody. You can't give it to anybody. It belongs to me." So, who are these two people fighting over land that's not theirs? Well, laying claim to something that they obviously they believe they got from the Most High, but there's no claim within text that says that they are. They only not even the right group of people. Well, let's 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 take it from another another perspective. Okay. okay? If the Oxenazis are going to claim that they are the father's people, mm -hmm. then I have to go. I have to go to the history of text, please. And if I go to the history of text, there is only one way. <laughs> right. There is only one way to inherit that land. Yep. That a nation can come against Israel and devastate it the way the Palestinians have. And that would be that Israel is completely out of alignment with the authority of the Most High. Mm -hmm. Because the Most High, you just read it, read it, read it, it's in text, read it in text, there is no nation that can demise Hebrew Israel 
when Hebrew Israel is in total compliance with the Most High. That's true. He fights for them. Absolutely. And when he fights for them, there is no loss. That's correct. You've got, you've got points in history, even in the extra books that we have, uh, which we call the apocryphal books, the external books, so, that, that are germane to that topic. So a gentleman was the purple and gold people, ah. his bishop was asked whether or not the issues that's going on with Gaza and Israel are prophetic. Well, let's let's go to the text that he used to proclaim that it was prophetic. Let's okay, go we're gonna to go Amos. there. Amos, okay. Where are we at in Amos? Let's go to Amos chapter one. Chapter one. Okay, here we go. And we're gonna read down. All right. Amos chapter one. The words of Amos, who was among the sheep breeders of Tekoa, mm -hmm. which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king, king of Judah. of Yehuda, yep. Yehuda. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. In the days of Jeroboam. I, I got to get out of this. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a King James version here. Let me get, let me change my version. Just, you want to go back on. to C, let CJB? Me get, let me get my books right. I do not like reading that version. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uzziah, king of Yehuda, and Yaravam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. Now, this issue of this earthquake is talked about in Jeremiah, and I think it's also talked about in Isaiah, Yeshayahu chapter 4, mm. that there was this earthquake that came about that shook things up. Yahweh is roaring from Zion, thundering from Jerusalem. The sheep herders' pastors will mourn, and Mount Carmel's summit will wither. Here is what Yahweh says. Now, he's going to start dealing with these... Ah! Mm. He's going to start dealing with these nations that have brought crimes against Israel. Okay. He's not dealing with nations that have brought crimes against the nations. So when I, when, by that I'm saying, Oxenazi Israel is a nation, mm. but they're not the nation of Hebrew Israel. Israel, okay. They are included in this modern world, they are included with Gog, Magog, they're included with the European nations that are written about in uh, in, uh, uh, in, in Bereshit. Chapter 10. Chapter number 10, where all of the sons are defined yep. by their genealogies and who they are. Mm -hmm. Okay? So here is what Yahweh says. For Damascus, Three crimes, that's Damascus. Mm -hmm. No four. I will not reverse it because they threshed Gilead with an iron spike threshing sledge. In other words, they did devastation with this threshing with this threshing sled against his people. 
I will send fire to the house of Hazael, and it will consume the palaces of Ben-Hadad. I will break the bars of Damascus' gates. I will cut off the inhabitants of bet avin and him who holds the scepter from Bet-Eden, then the people of Aram will go into exile in care, says Yahweh. Okay? Now, here's what Yahweh says for Azaz. Azaz happens to be the Hebrew word for Gaza. Okay? Three crimes, no four. I will not reverse it because they exiled a whole population and handed them over to Edom. Now, now, let's understand what he is talking about here. I will not reverse it because they exiled a whole population and handed them over to Eden. What, what's going on? We have to go back and we have to look at the history of what Azah did during the exile of the children of Israel when they went into, I think it's Babylonian or Assyrian captivity. Mm. Here's what they did. Okay. They stood by and they captured the, the Hebrew Israelites that were fleeing the 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 uh, the um, the exile, and I think it's of the, of the Assyrians. I'm not. I don't. I, I don't. I don't remember right off. It's either the Assyrians or the Babylonians, and they captured them and handed them over to the nations that they were fleeing from. Mm. That's the reason why the Most High is saying, I will not reverse it because they exiled a whole population and handed them over to the Edomites. Well, we know historically that during the exile of Israel out of the land into Babylonian captivity, we know that Edom was one of the nations that that took advantage of the infirm, the weak, the slow, and the lame, they took advantage of them, which is another reason why the Most High has an ought against the Edomites. Mm. Okay? Okay. So he says, because you were vile and handed them over to the Edom, I will send fire to the wall of Aza, which is Gaza, and it will consume its palaces. I will cut off the inhabitant of Ashdod and him who holds the scepter of Ascalon. I will turn my hand against Ekron and the rest of the Philistine will perish, says Yahweh Elohim. That whole narrative in there is dealing with what took place with the Babylonian or the Assyrian exile or the captivity of the Hebrew Israelites and the devastation that these nations brought against them. That text there in Amos has got absolutely nothing to do, yeah. to do with what's taking place in modern day Israel that has been placed upon the, the state of Israel, 
which is the same as a foreign nation to the Most High because they are not the Father's people. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not in the slightest. Yeah, we watch we watching a movie unfold in front of us. But you're right. They are not the father's people. And, and I like and the way they are telling you, except the Zionists. Mm -hmm. The Zionists are the only ones that are holding on to the lie. Mm. The Zionists are like the Republican Party. Mm. They have been perpetuating the lie for a long time, and they're holding on to the lie, while it is that the reformed the reformed uh, Jews, Oxenazis, are realizing. Uh, hold up, it is it is true that the African Americans and the brown skinned people that were that were uh, taken out of the continent of Africa and brought to these nations, they are the true Hebrew Israelites of the Father. Mm. There are they are there are those that that subscribe to that and that believe that, and that are teaching that, and are saying that. Mm. Now, I can't help it because you ain't hearing it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You turn a deaf ear and, to that. And, and why would you hear it? You're not us. What are, what are we tracking? We're tracking us. Exactly. Exactly. We are tracking us. Mm -hmm. We're tracking Hebrew Israelites that are a part of this particular diaspora that we're in and all of the devastation that's happening to us. Mm. So mm. I come back to the my statement earlier. This this war is not our war. But as melanated people, we have to be very careful how we respond to it. And that is to say I'm not taking sides with either one. Right. Right. And these are the reasons and you could scripturally back up the reasons for your position. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking sides with e with either one. Right. Here's what I know. Uh-huh. I know that in this exile nation and getting back to the the the, the last podcast that we that we talked about where we talked about political issues mm -hmm. as the as the world turns and as the devastation becomes greater and greater and it will and it is against melanated people, I know that my deliverance resides in the fact that I know who to call upon. Mm. And that is, I am going to make my position to call upon the name of Yahweh. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I, mean I, I like I like the way that you you I, frame I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I want I want to go somewhere, but I gotta because, find it. So because what what's happening here is is even though the bishop, there's a lot of people that the bishop is is influencing, and 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 with all due respect, we have to continue to keep things in its proper context, or at least tell the people up front, I'm making an analogy of something to draw on a certain a, a particular point but to but to come back and say this is prophecy out of Amos that's talking about this particular issue because the the common word in there the, the common denominator is the word Gaza is makes it no different from someone springboarding off of a, a text on a Sunday morning using whatever they want to do to get their their point across so Again, keeping it in proper context on 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 as to where we are. We don't take sides. 
And uh, again, you know, I, the Most High has a way of doing things and clearing things out before we get there. Yes. And and this is it happened in Yahashua's day. It happened through. Uh, um, uh, a matter of fact, when the Most High said, "Hey, it's time for you to go back and take that land. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. Go in there and defeat him." It was no holds barred. I, I, I totally get it. Now, this is where you and I are going to actually probably part ways a little bit. Because while at the same time, I do agree that there is, we shouldn't be, um, we shouldn't take sides. I do agree with that. And having an inhumane way of treating people and during a time of war is not permissible at all. I, I, I agree with that. But... We do have to realize that the Most High does not play around at the same time. When he wants to come back and to have you take, had our ancestors take back the land, he told to wipe them all out. Wipe out the goldfish, take out, nah, doesn't necessarily say the goldfish, but he says the women, well, yeah, children, I mean, that's the reason why, cattle, but, everything. But that's the reason why I preface it by saying in modern times, well, well, is it is it modern time? If, the, if we got together right now, and the Most High said, "Take back that land." Well, if he if the Most High if the Most High had the order and the ear of Hebrew Israel, and Hebrew Israel was in a position to obey the orders of the Most High, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he gave us explicit instructions as to how to go about that task, mm -hmm. there, would be no there would be no apprehension. Okay, okay. There'd be no apprehension. And if he told us what, what specifically to do, mm -hmm. there would be no apprehension because he's told us in text already, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now, yep. And when, when he gives that kind of command to Hebrew Israel when they're in a position to act, he always tells them that I am going to give you. That's right. Every single time. I'm going take to take the land, give I'm going to you. give it to I'm you. I'm going to give you the land. Right. So the 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 battle's already really won because I've already dis, I've already orchestrated it already. Yeah. I just need you to walk I just and need take you, it. I need you to walk and take it and don't be don't be apprehensions apprehensions about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that's what's very cathartic about this whole entire thing is that we're we're watching two nations go to war in our land. Yeah, which I, I, I you know what I'm not even going to birth that into the atmosphere. But the issue is for me is the Most High is doing house cleaning, which yes. he does. Yes, and he doesn't need our permission to do it. No, and whoever's in occupying a particular space, whether that be here at FTF or whether that be in the land of Eretz Israel, he's going to move and do what he needs to do. You know, and, and even so, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because I don't know. Because I can't use Amos as a prophetic measurement mm. to what's taking place between Gaza and and the nation or the, the state of Israel. I can't use that. Have I can't we, use that prophecy. Ha, have we ever been, have our ancestors ever been worried about the political climate no. of two warring nations no. anywhere? No. Other than the fact that 
I told you to go in there and take the land, and but but then at that particular point, we're, that's it's not two warring nations that are opposed to, uh, or say should say two warring nations that we're worried about. It's us against whoever we're trying to get the land back from. Let's go to let's go to Joel. Joel chapter. We're going to start in chapter number two, and we're going to start at at verse twenty five. We're going to look at Joel uh, chapter 2 and verse 25 because I need to read down to clarify and to point out uh, the issues that are here. Okay. Rock and roll. When he talks about, I will restore to you the years that the locusts ate, the grasshoppers, the sure worms, the cutter worms, my great army that I sent against you, Israel. It's talking to Israel. You will eat until you are satisfied and will praise the name of Yahweh, your El, E-A-S-H-E-A, mm -hmm. who has done, with, has done with you such wonders. Then my people will never again be ashamed, and you will know that I am Israel, that I am with Israel, and that I am Yahweh, your El, and there is no other. Then my people will never again be, be ashamed. ashamed. Right. Now, understand that the language here in Yoel about the locusts and the grasshopper, the shearer worms, the cutter worms, it's his army. It's something that literally did take place. Mm. But here in Joel, it's a metaphorical language okay. that he's talking about restoring to Israel things that they had lost mm. because of their abdication of his Torah mitzvot and their idolatry of going after and worshiping other gods. So there is, so by way of this, I don't want to steal it. Go ahead. Because I think I'm already on where you're wavelength on where you're going. Okay, so let's, let's read on. Okay. So in this exile, we have been shamed. Yes. We're, we are, we are, we are a horror in the eyes of the nations and the people. We're hated yes. by all people, and we're a byword amongst the nations. Yep. We're a, now, watch this now. Watch okay. it now. Watch it okay. now. We are a byword amongst the nations. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> we are a byword amongst, amongst the, the nations. nations. We are a byword to the Oxenazi Jews in the land of what they're occupying now that they call Israel. To them, we are a byword. Correct. Correct. To them, they are more, they are equally as racist to the black man, a Hebrew Israelite, as the KKK. 
That's a bold statement. And history mm -hmm. has proven and borne out that they were in support of helping the KKK against the African American that was deported, that was that was that was brought to this nation. There's there's history that validates. Oh that. yeah, a, a, an insurmountable amount of history that. So don't 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 get me started. Yeah, I mean, let me get started. Let me get started. Well, let me just point you in a direction. Get started. So, get, let me just point him in a direction. Go read the book, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews. It's written uh, beautifully. It has all kinds of footnotes and things in there that shows what just what the Honorable Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. just said proves to be true. All the documentation is there to say they were financers of that. Financers of uh, the Sephardics and the Ashkenazis were... Uh, Pretty much in support of that and financed it. Yeah. So now let's read on in Joel, because Joel chapter three is just a continuation of chapter two. Slavery I'm talking about. After this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Now, when he talks about I will pour out my spirit on all humanity, we have to understand what he's talking about. Is he talking about the inclusion of all, of everybody that is human? No, he's not. Mm. Because the Most High has enemies. Mm -hmm. And his enemies are Greece and Rome. Mm. His enemies are Greece and the Catholic Church. Mm. His enemies are the Edomites, which is Rome. Mm. So he's not talking about nations that are enemies to him. He's talking about individuals whose hearts are open to receive because he's not pouring out his spirit on individuals whose hearts are not ready to receive it. Never, never did, never has, and never, never will. will. Mm -hmm. Also on male and female slaves. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the sky and on earth, blood, fire, columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming, listen, listen to what he's saying, before the coming of the great and terrible day of Yahweh. The great and terrible day of Yahweh takes us back to Daniel chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So the prophetic words here, I'll pour out my spirit on all humanity, is germane to a redemptive period of time in which that there is going to be an excruciating amount of trouble that's mm. going to be upon the face of the earth. Now, you might say, historically, we have witnessed this already. No, you haven't. That's right. Right. No, you haven't. Because Daniel chapter 12 says it's going to be a time that has never, ever been witnessed before mm. by anybody. Mm -hmm. So now he goes on to say about what's going, how it's going to, how it's going to be identified. The sun will turn into darkness. We're not talking about the harbingers that happen every September around the high holy days where we have these blood moons. He's not talking about that. And he's not talking about uh, 
matter of fact, uh, you could throw in an eclipse or anything else in no. there that happens to no. the, to, to, to the uh, celestial body that's up there. But I like that that's there because it's a precursor that says the sun is going to turn dark. That's a, a slight in the face of science right there. I yeah. can get into that yeah. because science says that that sun is a big hydrogen ball of gas right. that's supposed to last billions and billions of years. We have a, a, a long time before it turns into a red dwarf and then a white dwarf and then automatically at the end becomes, it freezes and then all gravity is lost. See, this is all this whole entire nerdy science yeah. thing. But at, at this, at, what this is talking about is, is, this is this is awesome because this gives us a sign. Now, listen to the language that follows. Okay, listen to the listen, listen to the language that follows. The language that follows is part of the pretext. Mm -hmm. At that time, comma, you have to ask yourself a question: What time is he talking about? Mm. Because any time the Most High uses language at that time, he's talking about a time in which devastation is happening, precursor to the redemption of Israel. Mm. Now, how do I know that the text is talking about a, pre, uh, a, a, a precursor to the redemption of Israel? Because it follows in this language. Whoever calls upon the name of Yahweh will be saved. So during the devastation of Daniel chapter 12, when all, all, when all hell is going to break loose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. against the nations that the Most High is going to bring devastation against, okay, and, and all of this trouble that's going to take place, the Most High says those that call up on his name will be saved. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem, there will be those who escape, as Yahweh has promised, among the survivors will be those who Yahweh has called. Mm -hmm. now, the who, now, who is Yahweh going to call? We know that Yahweh is going to call his people, number one. Mm -hmm. We also know that by uh, Isaiah, Yeshayahu, I think it's chapter 66, he says he's going to call also those of the nations. Mm. And from the nations, he said he is also going to make Levine. Mm. He's talked about that in Yeshayahu. I think it's 66, 65, or 64. It's in one of those three chapters. Mm. <clears throat> so we understand that Joel here is talking about a redemptive period of time, a time of devastation. Now, I get back to my issue that I try to, 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 to inject into the minds of my people. You have been deprived of knowing what the Father's name is because it's not written in any of your Bibles. So you don't know what name to call. You him. have been praying to God, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have been praying. And if I read it, if I read this particular text in the Greek, in the in the Greek, in a King James or Eurocentric Bible, it's going to say these: At whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, capital L O R D, will be saved. <clears throat> in your mind, because you have been <clears throat> hoodwinked. 
bamboozled, tricked, deceived by that Greek European European work, you think that Joel is telling you those that call up on the name of Jesus will be saved. That's not what he's saying at all. You have to go back to the Hebrew text and you have to look at the Hebrew text and you read this in the Hebrew text and it's going to say, at that time, whoever calls up on the name of yod heh vav which is the tetragrammic name of the Most High, will be saved, which we know is to be the name Yahweh, mm-hmm. Yahuwah, or Yahweh, yeah. however you want to enunciate it. Mm-hmm. But it's not Jesus. It's not Jesus at all. Yeah, he has no concept of Christ when at the time of this uh, writing of this uh, And then work. from Mount Zion, out of Mount Zion, because the issue is the goal of the Most High is to bring his people back to the land hmm. and back to Jerusalem, where we worship in Jerusalem. Hmm. Our text is always going to tell us during the redemptive period and the nations are going to cry out that he brings. Now we're going to go back up to this text here. All humanity, all the nations that he calls that are that he's going to bring back to the land, their proclamation is, let us go up to Jerusalem for the Torah it's of being the Most there. High is being taught there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's critical. It's critical. And then he also says in prophetic text, at that time, my name will be one, and the language, language will be one. Yeah. So we're not going to have all of this, all of these nations with their different dialects and languages going on and talking and speaking during this time. The Most High makes it clear. Verse four. Okay. Chapter four. For then, once again, he's talking about the redemptive period. Mm-hmm. At that time, when I restore the fortunes of Yehuda and Jerusalem, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, which is mean Yahweh judges. I will enter into judgment there for my people, my heritage Israel, whom they scattered among, among the, the nations. nations. Then yep. they divided my land. Hey! Is that not what's happening? Mm. So now we get back, we get back to, we get back to the narrative mm. of what's taking place in the land today. The Father's land is divided amongst the nations. nations. That's true. I'm reading it right here in Joel. Right here in Joel. Mm-hmm. They drew lots for my people, traded my boys for horse, sold girls for wine and drink. Moreover, what have I, what have you against me? And then he goes on to talk about Zorzion, all parts of the of the of the Philistines. <clears throat> so the issue that I wanted to bring out here is that Joel is very. We asked ourselves a question: What has all that we've talked about in the prior podcast got to do with Scripture? Well, I just read it to you in Joel. Hmm. Straight up and down. So what shall we say to these things? Shall we continue? Or shall we continue in our <laughs> ignorance? In our error or Yeah. Or shall we wake up and recognize what's taking place in this exile 
And shall we seek the face of the Most High and ask him, what shall we do? Mm. As opposed to doing nothing, at least, well, you know what? I, I can't even ask you, I can't even ask you to seek the, the, the face of the Most High to ask him, what shall you do? Because the majority wouldn't know the voice of the Most High <laughs> if, if it stood out. If, 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 I mean, and, 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 and you know what? And, and I say this because of this. I have had so many people tell me, well, the Most High said, the Most High said, and then it turns around, oh, well, no, I guess that was me. <laughs> you wouldn't know the voice of the, listen, uh, let, let me close with this, okay? <laughs> you cannot know the voice of the Most High outside of His Word. That says it all. Now. That says it all right now, there. No, 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 it doesn't say it all. It don't. No, it doesn't. Because most people don't know what the Word of the Most okay. High is. All right, all right. So, to clarify that, you won't know the voice of the Most High outside of His mitzvot, his rules, and his instructions. That's right. That's where his voice is heard. Yep. Gives you his character, gives you his behavior, gives you how he reacts to things, what angers him, what makes him happy. All of the things that, that, uh, that are systemic and very important. Now, if you want to be delivered, if you want to be delivered, I promise you, by understanding Torah for Hebrews in exile and getting back to applying what we can in this exile will help you in your ability to gain eternal life. There is not, listen to me, and you can read it in text, there will not be any in eternal salvation outside of Torah. None. Nobody, nobody is going to have eternal life outside of their application to Torah. If they don't apply Torah to their lives now and in the land there will be no eternal salvation for the man who doesn't ascribe to Torah. This book here, Torah for Hebrews in Exile, is the book that's going to get you on your way. Yes. And I'm going to ask you to do something for me. If you have this book, if you get this book, please go on Amazon and write a review. Mm, I would yes. appreciate yeah. that yeah. very much. Well, I've said all I need to say tonight. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.